In the future, if I ever question whether God has a sense of humour, all I will have to do is remember that this Sunday, the Gospel reading from the lectionary was Jesus declaring division amongst families. This same Sunday, that my brothers-in-law and their wives came to hear me preach for the first time. Oh dear. When I discussed the passage with Reverend Barney, he suggested it might be more sensible to preach on the epistle reading instead. But as most of you now know about me, I do like a challenge, and perhaps foolishly, I thought it might be fun to tackle the gospel reading. I guess I'll find out over lunch. There are two parts to today's gospel reading. The first is about the division caused by Jesus, and the second is about interpreting the times. Do you think I came to bring peace to earth? No, I tell you, but division. This verse is unsettling. Did Christ not come to bring peace? In John 14, 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. And in the Sermon on the Mount, he declares, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. In a few minutes, we will exchange with each other a sign of God's peace. So surely this is a faith based on peace. Maybe. Sometimes. Some people may instead point to Jay's gospel and say this is in fact a violent faith. Sadly, there is much evidence to that point. A few weeks ago in Belfast, I saw the razor wire still on display on the edge of some neighbourhoods reminding us of the troubles that are sadly not a distant memory. Last week, I was with my family at the tomb of Richard Lionheart, the name he received while leading the murderous crusades under the banner of Christian faith. In my adolescence, I was terrified that my brother would become another Matthew Shepherd, because living in the Bible Belt, it was made clear that he would be better off dead than gay, according to the Christ they worshipped. And... What can I say? How can I defend the indefensible? I often talk about context when reading the Bible. I would suggest that all this violence, from the Crusades to the Troubles, from the KKK to Fred Phelps to Franklin Graham, all of this brutality is the result of misunderstanding context. To put it plainly, if your faith is translating into harming another human, then you are misinterpreting your faith. So how can we interpret today's gospel in a way that is still promotes peace, or at least in a way that does not condone violence? I think it's important to point out that in this passage, Jesus never tells people to go against their father or mother or sister or brother. He simply says that will be the result of his coming. This is in line with the second part of the passage, with interpreting the times. Jesus has come to bring a fullness of life, but there are people who did not want to know that message. There are people who still today don't want to believe that message. And when people reject the core of your faith, then of course there will be division. That division does not, however, have to result in violence. Sadly, we increasingly live in a society with an inability to just disagree well, which has led to violence within relationships. But these verses are not just about division in personal relationships. 
At the time of Jesus, the Roman Empire had taken over many lands and relegated many families to poverty. Jesus would have lived in a time not that different to ours, with class struggle and governments failing to support the most vulnerable. The subversive message of Christ is that we lift up the marginalized and give voice to the voiceless. This was not a message the imperialist government wanted to promote, and preaching this message is what eventually got Jesus crucified. Speaking truth to power will always cause division. For Jesus and all the modern prophets and martyrs, these divisions have ended in violence and sometimes death. Going beyond personal relationships and societal relationships, the peace of Christ might even bring division within yourself. One of my favorite quotes about the job of the church is from Archbishop Michael Ramsey. The church should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. Last year, Reverend Zoe and I talked about Dietrich Bonhoeffer's description of cheap grace and costly grace. If you are sat comfortably in your faith, then there is a good chance your faith is based on cheap grace. In other words, a faith based on rewards without any sacrifice. But the peace of Christ is not about an easy life. In Hebrew, the word for peace is shalom, which is better translated as peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. These words combine to describe a fullness of life that all people should experience. This is the shalom Jesus wanted to bring to all nations and peoples of the world. And it is our duty as followers of Christ to make sure shalom can be attained by the least in society. In Jesus's time, the least in society would be the foreigner, the widow, the leper, the prisoner. And once again, things haven't changed much for us since then. So in bringing peace or shalom, Christ is calling each of his followers to also bring the shalom to others which can sometimes mean putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. Sometimes we have to overcome our own biases and prejudices to love our neighbor as Jesus taught us. In closing, I wanted to briefly address the second part of today's passage, interpreting the time we are living in. For 2000 years, there have been warnings that the end is near. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. There are plenty of signs of the end of times if we look at our world today, but these are the same signs that have been present for millennia. Nobody knows exactly when a new heaven and new earth will come, but I will say that the time is now. The time is now to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, give shelter to the homeless. The time is now to speak out for the refugee, prisoner, marginalized, or voiceless. The time is now not because Jesus might come back tomorrow, but because it is the right thing to do. The time is now to bring the shalom of Christ to a hurting world, to be the shalom of Christ in a hurting world. Go create divisions. Go rock the boat. Go fight the good fight because Christ came to bring the love of God to all people. And we are now responsible to live out this mission of Christ. And if it's uncomfortable, then we know we're doing it right.